How is it? Right. That I can lose several SD cards. All the time. That is a hot coffee. That is a hot beverage in my hand. It's one of those, it's one of those packet sachet latte thing. I mean, it's just, you know, like the ones from Friends where they don't let it settle. Cappuccino with a K situation. That's what we're going on today. And um, yeah, that is, a, that is a hot coffee because it stays really thermal. Because you put that little layer of, uh, layer of foam on top and then it insulates the rest of the mug of coffee to a point where you kind of just, yeah, yeah. you're going to scold your mouth. One way or another, you're going to scold your mouth. So I've got to keep it a little, keep it a little tentative, tentative with my sipping as I work my way through. Why am I even wearing glasses? I don't know why I'm wearing my glasses. I found them when I was downstairs. If you're watching the video portion of this podcast, you will see that I'm for some reason I'm wearing my glasses. These aren't even my main glasses. These are my backup glasses. I'm wearing backup glasses because I found them downstairs because I randomly came across them. And now this is happening. So I'm going to take them off. I'm going to put them down. Put them down over here. It's throwing me off. Either way, subkids, how are you doing today? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're looking after yourselves in the wider world. It is officially September when I'm recording this. So we have passed summer. We have gotten through hot girl summer and hot boy summer or whatever that meme was. We've gone through all of that. We've come out the other side into winter and autumn, not in that order. Autumn and winter come in the other way around. And we're here. Congratulations. We've made it through. We're almost through 2021. Time seems to be just disappearing. Last week just disappeared completely for me. I don't remember any of last week. Last week, I'm not entirely sure it happened. I'll tell you what happened. I went on holiday on vacation, as the Americans would say. Um, and I had a week off, was in London. Uh, I came back, didn't give myself any gappage between London and going back to work. I went back to work. And what came out of it? A week of work, which I was playing catch up for most of it, apart from one moment where I lost internet and I had to write a very sternly worded email to my internet provider. And I came out to the side uh, and it's been a week. It's already been a week since I've been holding. Madness. Time. Just skirting past us all. No really way to stop it. I don't really want to stop it. Why would you want to stop it? You want something to remain as is? Have you thought about the things? That's a big dream of people, right? I wish I could stop down time. I wish I could slow time. Yes, for you. For, you know, you in your bubble who is enjoying life. Think about all the people suffering right now when you're about to slow down time. Grateful. That's what I, it's just ungrateful. It's selfish. Ben, not Ben 10. I was going to say Ben 10, but it wasn't. It was Bernard's watch, wasn't it? Ben 10's like, Ben 10's like a modern version. Well, it's not like a modern version. It's because it, it has nothing to do with time travel. Ben 10 is the modern equivalent of Bernard's watch. Is what I'm going to say, even though I know Burns Watch wasn't that popular when we were kids. It was a thing and everyone knew about it, but it wasn't that popular. I can only remember maybe one episode of Burns Watch. I can remember several episodes of Hey Arthur because Hey Arthur was way better than Burns Watch. 
I also recently, this is a side tangent, I've not even got to the main topic yet. I recently found out about the finale of Biker Grove, which is a really UK-based thing, if you think. I never really watched Biker Grove. It wasn't really my thing. But essentially, it was like a teen program about dramatic things. They deal with teen problems. And they got to the end of it. and They really just decided to jump the shark with the final episode. And so the final episode involves like zombies and dinosaurs getting like attacking the school of Biker Grove. Um, which is like a, it's like, I think it was set in Birmingham. I want to say it was set in Birmingham. I, I don't know. But all of this kind of weirdly makes sense for one of my topic of today is. So, as you've noticed, what I do when I do things, as I've done through several months, is I do a lot of things. That's a reality. You know, I don't really avoid it. I think I've had a few people tell me that I do too much. At times, I spread myself too thin. I distinctly remember having a meeting with a manager once who asked if I was burning the candle at both ends, which, Undeniably, I probably was because I don't really care about my own health when it comes to creativity. But at the same time, I feel like I do it in quite a balanced way. You know, I don't do it 24-7, 365 days a year is what I'm saying. I'm not that kind of addictive personality. What I am is if I have an idea or a premise or something which I'm really passionate about and really want to get finished, I will do it. I will, I will make you know some progress on it gradually. And some days that will be a lot and some days that will take a toll on my brain and my body, but I feel like it's worth it. I feel like it's worth it to get that thing. You know, athletes train harder to be better athletes. I think artists, I think there's a level of requiring artists to do the same. If you're always giving yourself self-care days, you'll never progress because you'll never learn to deal with the bad thing. You know, you'll, you, that's just avoiding the bad thing. And that's not to say that you shouldn't take self-care days, just as a, as a TM little you know, insurance there. If, if, you, if you need it from me, I'm not condoning running yourself into the ground. What I'm condoning is looking at the things which each time you feel like you're getting run into the ground, look at those things, assess those things and try and find a solution. Um, and maybe it is just a case of pushing past sometimes, but that's, yeah, that's for you personally to decide. Don't take your advice from a guy with a beard on the internet. Either way, what was I saying? Yes. Yeah, so we were back to the point. Now, yeah, I do many things. I mean, even right now. So today, to go to kind of timeline this off, this probably won't come out until the end of September, uh, maybe even October. But today I'm doing Hackney Zine Fest, um, Hackney Comic and Zine Fair. I'm doing it virtually. I'm doing it online, which basically just means I just need to pay attention to things going online, maybe get involved in a few bits and bobs as I go around. And, you know, that's that's the thing which I've done. I've been doing that this year, and I worked on Burt, which is my comic, uh, to in order to get that out i you know worked on it a lot. i started working on the live stream as the live streams came to an end i started doing pages of line work because i needed to get it done so that was the free time i had in the day so i wasn't going to allow that free time to waste i wasn't just going to say hey i'm going to do the stream and then the rest of my free time i'm going to have to work on burt um I, I just kind of manufactured that into that to that process to say hey this is what we're doing and then luckily people thought that was kind of interesting so you know, it was a win-win. The same with any of the work I did in the live stream. Um, a lot of what I was doing the live stream did and what I was, you know, able to do with it and why I was able to do with it was most of what I was doing on it, I would be doing already. You know, I would be doing work. I was just deciding to publicize it via a live stream, which wasn't really publicizing it. It was just like, hey, this is the thing I'm doing. Spend some time with me. I'm going to do it. Like, kind of like sitting in a house, like having a housemate and your housemate decides to do something in the living room. And you're just there 
that's the way I thought of it anyway. That's maybe that's how I dealt with it. Maybe that's how I dealt with kind of being on camera, having an audience to what I was doing. I mean, it's a bit different than someone just like standing over your shoulder and saying, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. But obviously I worked on that, but whilst I was working on that, I obviously continued to do my other projects, which is a big, you know, what's the word staple mark of what I do, which is juggling multiple projects. I still continued North Point, the zine, which you guys know somewhat about. Uh, I still managed to keep these going, these episodic rambles and guests coming in. Very lucky to get guests, which I have, and have them come in and be willing to chat with me. A lot of it's just time-based. And I think the question I get most often is, how do you find the time, right? How do you find the time to do all of this stuff? How do you find the energy to do all this stuff? Because you're doing it constantly. And realistically, that's just a lie. I've never said I do this constantly. Never. In fact, I deny it consistently. When people ask me what I do, I tell them I do nothing. But that's just bad advertising on my part. But essentially, no, I don't. I don't do this all the time. I'm not continuous. I'm not perpetually in motion. The brain is, but the rest of me isn't. And that's something I think worth understanding about me, about the work which I make, and about yourselves. Because this is the question I get. I get it from people who just say, I don't understand how you find the time. I don't understand how, how you find the motivation. And apart from a few instances where I force myself to do things, like if it's a month-long project, I'm doing something every day, like in Toba or other streams, and that's more of a challenge, right? That's a challenge idea to me. But when it comes to creating work, when it comes to creating content and art and things of value and things which I'm interested in, I am not doing it constantly. Like I took a week in London, right? I was on holiday in London. I I did some drawing whilst I was there, but those were a couple of evenings where I was just in my hotel room. I didn't really have much else to do. You know, I didn't feel like going out. I didn't feel like spending money on night out in London on my own. So I just sat back and I did some drawing. That that's the situation. The the real key to any of it is how I feed it out to you, as it were. Right? That's the balance of it. I go through periods of I wouldn't say frantic creation, but where things are coming together. And when things are coming together and things are going well, you want to continue that. You want to keep on that line. You want to keep moving forward when things are already in motion because it makes things easier to move forward. So like with the comic, it's going well. So I'm going to keep writing it. I'm still going to keep drawing it. I'm going to keep shading it. As the pages came together, each one was coming to go. So I just kept doing it. I kept going and going and going. And then as soon as all of that was done, as soon as I got all the shading done, I stopped. I took a gap. I took a gap and I took a break. But in that time, what did I do? I didn't show off every single page I'd done. I didn't go out and say, hey, this is the story, everything about the story. And I didn't write all of that up. What I did was I drip fed the content out into the world. Because I think this is something, I mean, if I learn anything from marketing, which, you know, as well, I'm not the person to talk to about marketing, is just there's a real value in getting value out of the thing which you've made. I have a bad habit of dropping things as soon as they're done you know i drop something out into the world and i think yeah that's it that's you know that's dealt with that's not um not something for me to deal with anymore i think the episodes of the podcast are great a great example of that is i forget what i've recorded i forget what i've done with it so i upload it and i schedule it 
right? I go in advance. So I schedule these things in advance and I say, hey, you know, down the line, that's going to come back and say, hey, remember me? I was doing this thing. And then I spend a week promoting it. And I get into that. But then what I do forget then is that I have years of episodes right now, right? We started this in 2017. I have 160 something episodes. That's crazy. I have all that content just sitting there. So every so often I utilize it, you know, I'll share a free, like a highlight reel, a feedback loop. I was going to call it, that's the wrong term for it, but that's, that's the kind of thing. And it's just, it, it's maximizing that value for the people who may not have seen it at that time. And that's, I think that's something which creators really need to understand. I, it's, it's one of those odd things as well, because I think it's harder to do if you're not visual. Definitely. So writers, it's extremely hard to do because there's only so many times you can show a book cover off, right? There's only so many times you can do that. But there's nothing to say you can't share quotes, can't share reviews, can't share, you know, feedback you've received on the book, can't share ideas about the characters. All of that work's done. It's in the book. You can just photograph it. You can just share it out there. And that helps. It helps people get closer to the work you're creating and get closer to the ideas you're trying to suggest out there. I personally think that's the way anyway. I, this is a, a, like a, I guess there's a balance between the type of people who publish in one way and the type of people who publish in another. I'm a big believer in that what I produce and what I put out there as my online, you know, me is a big part of the work which I make. It allows people a greater understanding of the work I make by having that out there and by having me as a personality presence is part of it. I don't think you need me to enjoy that. And I don't think you need me in general, probably a bad thing to say again, bad advertising, but I think you can, you know, you can appreciate that work. And then I just add these extra things to say, Hey, Ari, you know, you can learn more about it and you can learn more about it from me. You can learn about it from other people. Um, and I'm kind of filling in the blanks in that sense. You know, I'm again, I'm drip feeding it. I think, it's a kind of a pattern you get used to. And I think it's a really valuable one of just, again, you, if you're in a creative mood and you're creating a lot of things, create a lot of things, you know, don't let something stand in your way of doing that. Create a lot of things, get out there. If you're in a painting mood, paint and keep painting, keep painting until you run out of things to paint until your canvases are all gone. And you decide to paint the cat, like paint that much. If you're drawing and you're in a real drawing mood, keep drawing. You know, maybe you had an idea on a back burner, which you hadn't done in a while, but drawing is going really well. So just keep the drawing motion in motion because you're doing it and you're growing. And with every single stroke, you're kind of building a process. You're building a process. And when it's done, you'll have this, you'll have this bundle of back catalog. Don't just throw that out there because as soon as you do that, you feel, you feel like it's used, right? You feel like it's, it's already like, exposed to the world i guess i think maybe think of this as a cake i'm on a big cake analogy today i just recorded an episode with another guest um but on a big cake analogy like if you've got a big piece of cake big piece of cake if you got a big cake right and you spend a lot of time making that cake and maybe things were going well so you made a cake you made some scones you made yourself a little tart you know maybe made yourself one of those like little cheese turnovers or whatever you want maybe you'll be doing more maybe you get into pastry you you're being real fancy with it maybe you even made a little shoe pastry that's really hard to make but it was going well so it didn't matter so you made all this like these baked products and then you took a big hamper threw them into the hamper put them out into the world and all of a sudden it's done right you spent two afternoons baking up a storm 
you put it out into the world and that was it. Maybe some people liked some of it. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just ignored it. Maybe some people touched some of it and put it back. Nobody else is going to really want to touch that after that. Are they? This is, I think this is one of these things. I'm saying I think a lot today in today's podcast. But I know when I look at exhibitions, there's usually rules about what you have and haven't published. And publishers have a big thing about this is if you've ever self-published an item or you've ever you know, had it online or anything like that, they don't want it. They want exclusivity to the product. They want that. They want that pureness, which I think is absolute bullshit, by the way. But this is something you have to consider. What you could do with your pile of baked goods is just preserve some of it you know, freeze it. The stuff you can preserve, like the scones, um, maybe the cheese pastries, you can you can freeze those, you can preserve those. They'll last a while. And you push out one item at a time. Maybe even push slices of cake out at a time. Just like, hey, here's a slice of cake. And then it creates demand because someone maybe sees that slice of cake and goes, oh, hey, I want that slice of cake. Maybe I can get a slice. What else have you got going on? You're like, oh, well, happens to be that I have these shoe buns, which I made. See, I don't know if I'm hungry or whether I want to run a bakery, but I feel like the analogy works. I feel like analogies of food work quite well for a lot of things. And that's just something you're going to have to deal with today. That's, you know, that's, that's the balance of it. But I think, again, I'm just having these, I think, thoughts. There's a measure to doing these kinds of things. I, lots of people put so much pressure on themselves about constantly creating and social media creates this false world where everyone is creating all the time, especially when you have like big artists and big stars and the media makes such a big deal of when they come out or there's a gap in the process. Like, Oh, this is such and such as first album in two years. Like Two years is nothing. We just went through two years, 2020 and 2021 flew by. You were saying, oh, yeah, it's the first one in two years. That means they haven't been putting anything out. It's because they've been working on it for two years. They've been putting in the time, the effort that it takes to create something that you will enjoy. Oh, they haven't put an album since 2005. It's like, well, yeah, maybe they were tired after the previous one. Maybe they had went through some stuff. Maybe life got in the way. I bet they were working on stuff, though. When you're at that scale, you can do that. You can let it die down and then come back with a big blast. When you're independent, when you're small, persistence and consistency becomes the main tool you have. I think this is a good example of it. The show is a good example of it. It's been going to 2017, as we previously mentioned. We it's been a while. I have no intention of stopping. All you gotta do is keep going. Because it's fun, or at least I find it fun. Whether you find it fun is neither here nor there for me, really. <laughs> we have a strange relationship, we do, don't we, audience? Um, but it doesn't happen by me sitting down and recording every day. It doesn't happen by me getting up on the week of the podcast. What it happens is on the days where I'm in a mood to record, I record a couple of these. When I've got a guest, I try and get those guests in as early as possible to record so I have it in the can. When I have an idea for drawing, I sketch that drawing. And if I'm in a good mood, I will sketch it and I will ink it and I will move it along as far as I can move it along whilst I'm in that mood of creation. And once I have that, there's no taking that away. There's no removal of that. But I also know I don't have to release it. I don't have to show anyone. The amount of times people have just come to me and said, hey, what are you working on right now? I'm like, well, I'm not working on anything. 
Like, oh, but you just released a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah, that, that was done months ago. That's why the timeline for this is always mad. And it's always crazy when this these podcasts line up with something real world, you know, especially the solo ones. When they line up with something real world, it's it's coincidental. It's not that I'm clairvoyant. It's not that I'm predicting how the world will fall out. Maybe I am. Maybe my brain's just going, oh, hey, this is what people are going to be thinking about in a couple of months because I'm concerned about it now. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? What I do know is that it's important to give yourself a break. It's important not to compare yourself to other people and that creation should be fun. It can be a struggle, and struggle can be fun. That's something worth remembering. But one of the best tricks from an artist's perspective is just abundantly create when you're in a creative mood. And then just give the audience little bits of it. They'll get the rest when they deserve it. I do appreciate you, audience. And I do appreciate yeah, the feedback that I get. And I think speaking to artists, I think there's a lot of things we can learn together. A lot of it you can learn on your own. But these are lessons which we teach one another as well. Dealing with all these things. Something to think about. Let's just say writer's block's never been a problem for me. (laughs) At least social media wise. I'll talk to you guys later.